0: Hello, my name is Keegan Peck, and this is the Pipeline Project Podcast. What's your story? How did you come to know Christ? What made you choose to follow him? Whether you grew up going to church or found Christ as an adult... At what point did you choose to make Him your Lord? Why do I ask this? Why does it even matter? You're here now, and that's what's important. Well, true, that is what's important. But what led to your decision is important too. Because that is a testimony, your testimony, of God working in your life. It is a testimony to others of his power and his love and forgiveness. And it is one worth telling. And your story obviously doesn't end there. That's only the beginning. Because I'll bet you've seen God continue to work in your life more and more since the day you chose to follow him. You've had many struggles. Maybe you've doubted his power, doubted his love... Or even doubted his existence. But you're still here today following him. And that is powerful. Our stories matter. Just like a character in a book, in order to understand them and their motivations, we need to know their backstories. We need to know their struggles and their battles to appreciate their journey. If you've been a Christian long, you're probably very familiar with Paul's story in the New Testament. But even if you are, maybe you haven't viewed it through the lens that we're discussing today. What if I didn't tell you his name was Paul? What if I started out describing a man named Saul? Before he was the author of much of the New Testament. Before he was the powerful evangelist for Christ. A radical and a hater of Christians. A man Christians feared. Someone who dragged Christians from their homes and led them off to be imprisoned or even executed. And think of the impact to the families of his victims. You would have very likely had children whose parents were both taken away, scared and alone. Family members in anguish, wondering what fate their loved ones would face. What would you think about a man like that? You see, we have the ability to flip a few pages forward and know how he ends up, and I think that makes the impact of his story a little weaker to us. We kind of gloss over those few verses about his past, but that's a great disservice to the power of God's work in his life. Until we understand how horrible Paul was with his disgraceful, hateful, and sinful past, we are unable to fully appreciate the power of God's work in his life. I want to start off reading where we are introduced to Paul for the first time. In Acts chapter 7 verse 58 through chapter 8 verse 3. Here we meet Paul at the stoning of Stephen. When they had driven him out of the city, they began stoning him, and the witnesses laid aside their robes, at the feet of a young man named Saul. They went on stoning Stephen as he called on the Lord and said, Lord Jesus, receive my spirit. Then falling on his knees, he cried out with a loud voice, Lord, do not hold this sin against them. Having said this, he fell asleep. Saul was in hearty agreement with putting him to death. And on that day, a great persecution began against the church in Jerusalem and they were all scattered throughout the regions of Judea and Samaria, except the apostles. Some devout men buried Stephen, and made a loud lamentation over him. But Saul began ravaging the church, entering house after house, and dragging off men and women. He would put them into prison. If this was all you knew about this man named Saul, what would you think about him? He was a terrible person, an evil person, a terrorist, and the last person in the world you would expect to become a Christian, much less the evangelist and author of much of our New Testament. And that's the point. There are no limits to God's power. There are no limits to his love and willingness to save. Let's jump over to Acts chapter 9 and read about Saul's conversion chapter 9 verses 1 through 22 now Saul still breathing threats and murder against the disciples of the lord went to the high priest and asked for letters from him to the synagogues in damascus so that if he found any belonging to the way whether men or women he might bring them in shackles to jerusalem now as he was traveling it happened that he was approaching damascus and suddenly a light from heaven flashed around him And he fell to the ground and heard a voice saying to him, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? And he said, Who are you, Lord? And he said, I am Jesus, whom you are persecuting. But get up and enter the city, and it will be told to you what you must do. The men who traveled with him stood speechless, hearing the voice but seeing no one. Saul got up from the ground, and though his eyes were open, He could see nothing. And leading him by the hand, they brought him into Damascus. And for three days he was without sight, and neither ate nor drank. Now there was a disciple in Damascus named Ananias. And the Lord said to him in a vision, Ananias. And he said, Here I am, Lord. And the Lord said to him, Get up, and go to the street called Straight, and inquire at the house of Judas for a man from Tarsus named Saul. For he is praying, and he is seen in a vision a man named Ananias come in and lay his hands on him, so that he might regain his sight. But Ananias answered, Lord, I have heard from many people about this man, how much harm he did to your saints in Jerusalem, and here he has authority from the chief priests to arrest all who call on your name. But the Lord said to him, Go, for he is a chosen instrument of mine to bear my name before the Gentiles and kings and the sons of Israel. For I will show him how much he must suffer in behalf of my name. So Ananias departed and entered the house, and after laying his hands on him, said, Brother Saul, the Lord Jesus, who appeared to you on the road by which you were coming, has sent me so that you may regain your sight and be filled with the Holy Spirit. And immediately something like fish scales fell from his eyes, and he regained his sight. And he got up and was baptized, and he took food and was strengthened. Now for several days he was with the disciples who were in Damascus, and immediately he began to proclaim Jesus in the synagogues, saying, He is the Son of God. And those hearing him continued to be amazed, and were saying, Is this not the one who in Jerusalem destroyed those who called on this name? and had come here for the purpose of bringing them bound before the chief priests? But Saul kept increasing in strength and confounding Jews who lived in Damascus by proving that this Jesus is the Christ. I think most of us have heard this story enough that it kind of loses its power a little. But think about it. In a few verses, we've gone from an ardent persecutor of Christ's church someone on their way to imprison those who followed Christ, to a convert, an apostle no less, that is preaching the message of Christ almost overnight. How powerful is that? Our story is a testimony for Christ. It tells others how much has been done for us and how powerfully he has worked through us. It demonstrates his power and his love it also demonstrates that we are all human. Paul gives a testimony in 1 Timothy 1, verses 12-17, through 17, and it demonstrates the power of God's grace in his life. I thank Christ Jesus our Lord, who has strengthened me, because he considered me faithful, putting me into service, even though I was previously a blasphemer and a persecutor and a violent aggressor. Yet I was shown mercy, because I acted ignorantly in unbelief. And the grace of our Lord was more than abundant. With the faith and love which are found in Christ Jesus, it is a trustworthy statement, deserving full acceptance, that Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners, among whom I am foremost. Yet for this reason I found mercy, so that in me, as the foremost sinner, Jesus Christ might demonstrate His perfect patience as an example for those who would believe in Him for eternal life. Now to the King Eternal, Immortal, Invisible, the only God, be honor and glory forever and ever. Amen. We all struggle and have a past no matter who you are, no matter what you've done. Paul's point in sharing his story is that if Christ could save him, Christ was powerful enough to save anybody. He used his story to help others and point them to God's power and love. Christ is beckoning with open arms if we will just listen. God saw our hurting, so he paid the price. He paid it, a debt we couldn't pay so that we could be reunited with Him and live out eternity with Him. And that's the power of God's love. And once we hear His calling and acknowledge and repent of our past life and put Him on in baptism, He gives us the Holy Spirit to assist us. And lives are changed. No matter what your past is, His blood will wipe it clean And His Spirit will continue to guide you and change your life to be more like Christ. That's the power of His blood. That's the power of the Gospel. And that's a story worth telling. You have this story. Won't you share it? If you would like to get in touch with me, you can reach me at feedback at thepipelineproject.com. If you enjoy the show, I would love it if you would spread the word. This podcast can only continue to grow with your help. Be sure to subscribe to the show to have it delivered right to your device. And while you're there, a rating or review would be very helpful to help more people find the show. Watch for future episodes released on Sundays. See you next time, and thanks for listening.